Hello. Welcome to Game Chat. This is uh, Jonathan. Uh, this is a, uh, sorry, Game Chat is the video game book club on the internet. Starting off strong. Uh, welcome. Um, tonight we are continuing our chat on The Forgotten City. Uh, Forgotten City was released July of last year, developed by Modern Storyteller, uh, published by Dear Villagers. Uh, Forgotten City is a narrative-driven time-loop adventurer set in ancient Rome. Discover the ruins of an ancient underground city, travel 2,000 years into the past, and unravel the mystery of who destroyed it by cleverly exploiting the power to wind back time. The fate of the city is in your hands. Now, we always like to start off with an intro question, so you can hear, learn about us chatters. Um, I was very uncreative with the intro question this week, so just what is your favorite time loop story thing in media? It could be from a book, from a TV show, from a movie, from a game. Just if it's a time loop, it counts. So, uh, starting at the top. Hey, this is Franco. Um, it's a good time to go first because I get the easy one. Uh, obviously, Groundhog Day. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> which answers the question, what would you do if you were stuck in an infinite time loop? And he pretty much tried every scenario he could. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the biggest, uh, the biggest envy I ever like took away from that is the fact is like he became like a, like a professional piano player, like that. That's that's what I would use time loops for. <laughs> it's just learning skills. <laughs> read all the books I always ever planned to read. You know, just... I could say I could finally complete my backlog, but I would have to like only play games I could beat in a day. Um. All right, guess I'll go next. Uh, this is Jonathan. Um, well, since I mean I knew Groundhog Day was probably gonna it was get taken easy pickings. Um, I'm gonna say uh, one of my favorite episodes from one of my favorite TV series of all time, uh, Stargate SG One, the episode uh, Window of Opportunity. That I think that's I mean. That's a lot of people's favorite episode, but it's it's, you know, every sci fi themed show that lasts more than three years, you know, will inevitably do a time loop episode. <laughs> but, you know, I love Stargate and I remember just the stuff they did. You know, if you look up Stargate SG one gifts and memes, I think a good portion of them all come from that episode because you know they just let Richard Dean Anderson do whatever the heck he wanted and yeah, yeah, it was, was great was it the smiley face on the ketchup yeah yeah like, he was yeah the quote yeah he has some well it's like oh how are you feeling and he's like unwell crazy yeah delusional and then like he's drawing 
He's doing something on his plate with a ketchup and mustard, and then he just gets progressively louder and screams, and then he just holds up the plate, and he's your little smiley face of ketchup, and he's like, wacko! And it's just, yeah. uh, it's great. You gotta be there. Go watch Stargate SG-1. All right, that's, yeah. I yield my time. The movie, okay. The series, great, fantastic. Yes. Uh, this is Chris, by the way. Um, for me, uh, I kind of get bored really fast with time loop stuff because it's been done so much. Um, I think like Groundhog Day is is a classic and and easy to fall back on. Um, or time. Uh, stuff like traveling back in time and, and stuff like that. I think there's one show in particular that doesn't get uh, enough praise because like it was on sci-fi and I think a lot of people just kind of wrote it off but it was the 12 Monkeys uh, TV series. I didn't even know. Oh, uh, I remember there was a series I never watched it though. They handled time travel. I guess you could call it time travel because they kept going back and forth in time. Um, the way they handled it, I thought was so smooth and so well planned out uh, that it was hard to really find any issues with with them going back in time and trying to change things and then things and then what they were changing um affecting the stuff in like quote unquote current day uh and everything and stuff in the future affecting that as well and like not a lot of people talk about it and i think it was because it was on sci-fi that people kind of wrote it off because it was also in the time of um uh with asylum films doing their crappy shows and tv uh they're um, having their movies and crappy shows on the the uh, the network um, that were turning people off, as well as the um, the president president of sci-fi at the time, kind of like demolishing what sci-fi. Uh, Is that when sci-fi turned into wrestling? Um, kind of, but it was also when sci-fi was losing its way and like starting to put reality TV shows oh. on. Yeah. And now it's like, I don't even know what sci-fi is anymore. Cause it's just like, it's just like movies and stuff. Yeah, I think, I think sci-fi like as it is now, it's basically just like, it's almost like another FX. I think. Yeah. It's sad because <laughs> it's, 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 really good TV shows and stuff on that. And I don't know what happened to it. They just lost their way. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if you can, the, the Blu-rays are still out there and, um, they just released the whole, uh, complete season or series on Blu-ray as one set. It was hard to find, uh, for a while there. Um, there was only four seasons so it's not too much to get through but yeah i really enjoyed it and i thought it was really well done so i would recommend that you you watch it if you find some time for it 
I'll put it on my list. The movie 12 Monkeys, after watching it, wasn't that great. It wasn't. For some reason, I want to say Bruce Willis was in it. Was Bruce Willis in it? Yes, he was. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah. It was an M. Night Shyamalan, wasn't it? Or No. This no? was well before Shyamalan. Oh, yeah. I, I, what was yeah. the uniqueness about it? I think is. I saw, I saw like a short film that, yes, there's a 1962 short film that the movie was based on. And I remember okay. watching this short film in college. Okay. Yeah, I think the uniqueness was just the, the whole fact of, uh, time traveling and then the the uh um the ending was just essentially just a whole loop that goes right back to the beginning type of thing because it was spoiler alert he ends up killing himself type of thing right so yeah uh that's what it was it was uh because it was directed by terry gillen yeah yeah it it felt like a Shyamalan ending in a way so it's a twist Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you to coming to Movie Chat, uh, where <laughs> we talk about movies. Uh, I would totally do a spinoff of Movie Chat. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm up for that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, just other host who's not here, Steph. Just, just last night she was ranting to me about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We just need to turn on a mic and just make it. Yeah, let her go. Wander up, let her go. Uh, I gotta just say a, uh, um, I don't know if it's a warning or whatnot, but I did not have a chance to finish this game partly because life got in the way and partly because my playdate arrived and that distracted me from everything else, so yeah. Yes, and for and for those who don't know, a play date is a gaming device. Kristen, I mean, he could have had an actual play date with somebody. Yeah, but yeah. he—that's his business. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. But do you like the? the yeah, the, it, it's really cool, and it, it's it, it's interesting for a company that um, developed Firewatch and Untitled Goose Game to come out with a. Uh, physical handheld device and have other people develop games for it. Um, but uh, the screen is amazing. Um, Casual Birder was absolutely hilariously fun to play. Um, and the other games that have come out so far have been fun as well, but um, they're all short and kind of comical and, and just like quick pick up and play type of thing and for those that don't know um the whole main concept of playdate is you buy the the console and um every week you get two free games that come with it so nice yeah network attached i guess yeah it connects to wi-fi gotcha yeah it's a cool little thing like i remember 
for such a tiny speaker, there's a lot of sound that comes out of that thing. Interesting. Oh. I wonder what. Yeah, it's 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 such a weird niche thing. Like, I wonder what they're going to what the future of that is, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm impressed with it so far and I'm excited to see where they go with it in the future. But anyway, back to anyway, back to the Forgotten City, which we did not forget about. Uh, this is, um, yeah. So, uh, kind of recap our thoughts from you know two weeks ago when we first started. Uh, you know, it's we talked about you know how. Uh, what did we talk? Well, I mean, we we talked about how it's like this is basically the game started life as a Skyrim mod, so the gameplay is very, very Skyrim esque, um, and you know, it, it's it's really is kind of one of those. It just it gives you a starting like investigation thing to go off of, and then it's like go into the world, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and you're in this ancient Roman city and you eventually, you know, slowly learn pieces. You talk to you, get to know the people because there's only a handful of people in the city. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, for this chat, I was, I was started to write an outline for like all the quests and stuff, but, but for as many as like, quests there as there are in the game. The game does a really good job of like kind of having all the quests funnel into each other all the way back down to, you know, the end. Like no matter which, if you want to like investigate the main first thing you got, or if you're following down rabbit trails, they're all pretty good at funneling down to, uh, to some, a couple few central, you know, things which lead to a, you know this game has four endings so i think the easiest way to kind of talk about this final chat is basically just discuss the endings and you know talk about our the things we did to get there so i guess um, let's yeah go ahead i was going to say a couple quick things uh, as i was playing it um Really like the fact that when you start your loops, you know, after you start after the first time where he, it gives you, which I never used the, uh, I think I used it once the, uh, the line, uh, oh the zip line, zip line thing, uh, that you can give, uh, what's his name, Galerius, Galerius, yeah, just all your to do I... to do list. <laughs> good, good, good guy, Galerius. Yeah, you know, trusted you at his word. And that's that is honestly that that could have that's kind of what made the game because like that's the, the problem with the time loop game you know because it, it's like if you had to like remember every little thing you did in that one loop to repeat it it's like this game would become tedious and I don't think anyone would want to play it. Uh, <laughs> But just yeah, the fact that yeah. you could tell Galerius and be like, do this, do this, do this, do this, this. And he's just like, you know what? You're weird, but I like your tone. I'll do it. <laughs> and 
and what I kind of love, because I, I went back and I, I pretty much I got every ending just to see them, okay. and um, uh, and what I love is like, and you're you're so used to games like you tell an NPC to do something, and they go do and like they do it off screen, and you just okay whatever, but because this is, you know kind of based off like Skyrim like I forgot that like in Skyrim in those Bethesda type games it's like all of the characters like have a schedule and a routine and they all move in real time so you can and follow so, them around and, and so I, I know I love that you could like tell Glarius to do all these things and you could you could follow him around as he goes and does all these things you did in past loops <laughs> and, and or there's times where it's like I told him to do stuff, and then I went and did other stuff, and then, like, he ran by me and was like, don't go into the temple! <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's just, like, booking it. And, uh, it's, like, I kind of, it's, it's silly, but I, but I love, I love it. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, I think I bumped into him at the very, uh, sort of end of his errand list when he was, when I finally figured out what to do with, uh, Malleus. And figured out that that thing, and uh, I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be interesting." How you know how they take it? Because yeah, and it was an interesting. Co- There's actually a conversation that happens, uh-huh, you know, yeah, and, and you can eavesdrop on it. That uh, that is something I was I was kind of impressed with is like for being like in a small indie indie game made by three guys. There is a lot of dialogue that happens that the player can never listen to. Or, you know, if he has to be right place, right time. Yeah. It's so it's like, it's like, it's like so many NPCs just have conversations with each other, like on their own. Yeah. Um, and it's, 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 it's it was a pretty cool. Uh, it made, it made this small little city feel lived in, you know? Um, yeah. But, but yeah, but I will say the problem with everything running on a schedule is at one point when I was like trying to, you know, clean house, like get some other endings, I needed to do something. And I was too quick, at like talking to people. And like I started talking to an NPC before, you know, Galerius or whoever was supposed to talk to him. And because I was talking to him, Galerius couldn't finish his errand, but he wasn't going to wait there. You know, and so, like, he just went back to his normal routine, but then all these other characters became bugged out and were like, you can't talk to him until Galerius finishes errands. But Galerius was no longer doing errands, and so it was like the game, like, bugged up and I couldn't talk to anybody, so I just had to, you know shoot somebody and start over start know? over yeah i think I had, that, I had that a couple times with galerius where especially when you uh, there's this part in the you know where in order to get to the last points you have to convince him to run for uh I, i'm gonna say mayor but it's not mayor it's uh magistrate um, magist- magistrate yeah yeah and he's just standing there and it's like i go up and talk to him and it's like he's busy right now and he's waiting for i forget what he was waiting for something to happen and once it happened, then he started walking, and then I could talk to him. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but that was neat. That was, you know, finding, yeah. uh, damn, that, just a quick pet peeve, the, in, uh, the, the, what's his, uh, not Malia, yeah, Malias, right? The, 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 e- yeah. the idiot, not, not him, the not evil, the evil, evil guy. guy. Um, I, you know, you, you try to talk, uh, Ufilis or whatever is the, the guy who wants to jump off the, uh, oh, um, ooh, ooh, it starts with a U. Yeah. Yeah. I know when he does it, you follow him and that's how you get into the magistrate's villa. Uh, and I'm trying to, I can't figure out how to get out of the villa. That happened to me the first time too. Yeah, I'm running around, <laughs> running around. There's no the door is locked. Okay, the door is locked. If they put that damn key anywhere but on the wall right next to the door, I would have. Yeah, it. <laughs> and and if you if you do a certain like line of dialogue with uh with Valius, he will have like a quick line where he's like, "The key is by the door." <laughs> but, yeah, oh. but I. <laughs> The the first time I had my talk with Maliolas after like diving into his pool, I uh, I call, uh, I threatened him, and that triggered the uh, oh, that the, triggered uh, the yeah. the uh, the golden rule, and I couldn't get out, and I kept running all over <laughs> that place, and I was like, how do I get out? How do I get out? And then it was like, oh, there's a key uh, beside the door. Thanks. Right. Uh, yeah, before I had found his wife, it's like I got frustrated at, you know, about three tries of dialogue with him, and it's like, it's like it failed, I just backed up, hit him with an arrow, and started. Um, done with you. It, it is interesting, though, it wasn't, I, I noticed this after, like, going through, like, trying to do other endings and stuff, is... There is another way into his villa without ever falling into it. Uh, yeah, it through like, the uh, cistern. Yeah, or no, not no, even not, that. Not through the no, cistern. Uh, yeah. There's on the side of his house is a vine you can shoot with a golden arrow once you get oh. the golden arrow. And like, it's like I I just I just happened to notice the butterflies and I was like oh oh and. I noticed that a bunch of other times is that like yeah, a couple of hidden things will be there. Yeah, we'll be up fine. This, this game is is remar- Again, I'm kind of amazed that it's like it's such a small team. It started out as like a mod for yeah. Skyrim, and like there's Pretty, like very clever multiple yeah. paths to quests, and it surprised me. <laughs> like, and some are easier than others, but it's just depending on like what you did first to find certain things you know yeah there's a lot of uh, uh like three or four chests that are on top of pillars and uh opius that was his name Sorry. yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> on top of pillars um, and what was the other one? Oh, there's there yeah there's a bunch i didn't find all of them yeah i couldn't but figure like, out how to get that get to that chest from that was in the pond next to where you first spawn in uh there's there's a uh, algae underneath the water and you can shoot the algae and stand on it oh okay yeah which i think that's that's another funny thing is like you know there are some points in this game where like npc will ask for like a ridiculous amount of money yeah yeah 
in the whole thing is like no they know that you can't pay it like that's the whole scam with the with the like characters but <laughs> it's one of those things like if you know where to look and you're fast enough it's like you can make bank in this game and just buy just, your way through everything yeah uh my favorite way though is like once you get the bow you know which we talked about that in the last episode it was like the whole the whole horror themed quest to get the the magic bow um you know and that whole quest like kind of starts with with um decius the shady businessman because he wants the bow himself so he can make gold on anything and uh but like when you repeat the day you know if the npcs don't remember anything and so he's just like oh where'd you get that nice bow it's like can i give it to you or and like for the first two hours i was like no you're you're you tried to kill me no but then <laughs> just to see what happened I, I, to see what happened i started doing the dialogue chain and you you could tell him, well, I won't give you mine, but I'll tell you how to get one. And and he's all like, well, OK, how much is it going to cost? And you could ask him for a thousand denarius, two thousand denarius or like five thousand denarius. And first time I, I started low, I was like a thousand denarius. And he's like. That's a low, that's a mighty cost for just nothing. And it's like, you give your word. It's like, I will tell you exactly where to find this bow. And if I'm lying, well, then that breaks the golden rule and we'll all die. You know, and so he's just like, okay, fine. I trust you. Deal. And then you just tell, oh, I got it from that tipple over there. And he's like, but we, everyone knew knows that everyone knows that and he gets all mad but because you made a deal so he doesn't break the golden vow he will give you the money you asked for at the very start of the game <laughs> and uh and so it's like you could you could do that every you could reset the loop and keep doing that and have like infinite cash and it's hilarious and the only downside is after you do that, you can't talk to him again because he won't talk to you because he hates you. <laughs> but, but I mean, if you've already done all the quests involving him, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I thought that was a clever thing uh, because there are some like quests where like with some characters, you know, the whole quest is basically figuring out how to get their information without paying this ridiculous amount of money. But it's like <laughs> if. You can talk. It's almost like a D and D game. It's like, but you're guaranteed to roll high on deception. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Like, um, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, after it's it sort of builds, and I like you know a with the you know, giving your giving the guy the to do list, so you don't have to go do a lot of the things, but you still have to like go save the guy from the cliff. He, he I don't think he'll do that. Uh. Yeah, he doesn't. That doesn't trigger. Thankfully, there are some things that don't trigger unless you go up there, yeah. you know. So, like, that's that's nice. Uh, and yeah. it all winds down to basically you have to do. Uh, you have to find uh, what's his wife, who will or give you the key piece, Claudia, who's the uh, Mas- Malia's yeah. 
wife, wife who has the key piece of information to convince him to get out of the the the, the election. Yeah, which that pr- well it proves that he is the guy that actually not only is he using a, another identity, but he also was the guy who started the fire in Rome. You learn later on. Well. I don't know. Is it? Is it I mean, is, well, is yeah. that actual thing? Because I mean, because 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 the whole the whole fire they're talking about is the fire that Nero is famous for. Oh, so, okay, yeah. But so I mean, like, that's that's why what the the emperor wanted him. He started a fire. Huh. Yeah. Um. Which did you after getting that information? Did you ever start a whoop and go tell the assassin? Where to find him? Just to see what happened. Yeah, just to see I what did. happened. I, I did. started doing things, and all of a sudden, uh-oh. uh oh. I guess the, I guess the assassin <laughs> found him. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to happen, so I, uh, I, I used that as my, as my route to steal the the medicine. Oh, okay. For Yulia, uh, <laughs> you know, because you have to steal the medicine for Yulia. Um, I guess what? now I well, I guess now I know you could pay for it because you could swindle Decius out of his money and just start a loop over. Uh, um, how did I get the medicine? To, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nivia will tell you. Well, Nivia will tell you the rheumatism thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, though Yulia is the Yulia is the, the one who like poisoned herself with hemlock, right? Right, okay, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right, you're right, you're right, yeah. you're right. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and um, I guess uh, Frank, what what ending did you get, or what ending for what what was the first ending you got? I guess you got multiple. I got the canon ending, and don't I just I don't know how I worked <laughs> my way through that dialogue. <laughs> I just uh, uh, you know, well to be fair, uh, the first time I well first of all I'm not saying it's aliens, but it was aliens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a aliens. It That's... was aliens. Uh, <laughs> the first time through the dialogue, I got to a point where Persephone Pers- or God, uh, we're hor- horrible with yeah, these Roman names. It, it's it, uh, her Roman name is uh, Persepina. Persepina, but but her Greek name is she is Persephone. So it's like. That's, I mean, that's one of the big reveals of the game is that, like, that all, like, Sumerian, Greek, or Sumerian, Egyptian, Greek, and Roman gods, they're all the same god. Just yes. using different names. That's the big, like, kind of reveal. Um, yeah, it's like each civilization discovers the older one and takes over their civilization. Yeah. And just renames everything. Yeah. And so. It's basically, yeah, copyright infringement on. on. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 all the gods are basically <laughs> yeah, all, or aliens. I mean, if you guys have recently seen the MCU movie Eternals, it's that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, and, basically. Uh, but the thing with the the uh, underworld and uh, Elysium being the is a the, in this canon in this uh, in this world, Elysium is a planet that you know. So it's yeah. sort of like that's oh. how the lore got. Dropped, and know. and I guess I, I, is that was it the big big reveal the the main first reveal that you end up doing 
uh, is you realize that the Forgotten City is, in fact, the underworld. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. That's the big, big reveal. Uh, yeah, that, that, actually, these people all died. And yeah, it's and it's basically purgatory. And, right. and that's and that's when you realize because like that you get a little quest where it's like you because you could ask everybody. How'd you get here? And all of them will say they were like running from a fire or something and then they don't remember. And then they woke up by a river with a with a person in a hood. Which and is not Karen, it's Caron. It's yeah, Kara, the farrier of the day, of yeah. the damned. Which it, it's but I never found out her name, you know, my playthrough like the first time. But Ooh. you guys, you guys had got her to say her name was Karen, <laughs> and so it's oh, like oh, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like yeah, and it sounds like that was a that was a fun kind of reveal, uh, yeah, that you could was, like discover, yeah, uh, that they're you know. That the uh, well, there was a whole bunch of lore laid down in that. God, it was hard to keep track of once you got there. Well, basically, you find out that the uh, the God Malleus is the guy, not Malleus, Sentius is the guy who actually put his imprisoned his daughter underneath in the cisterns mm-hmm. because she indeed found a way out of uh out this of place. World. Yeah, is the, despite it being the underworld, there is in fact just an aqueduct tunnel that leads straight outside. <laughs> yes, uh, a loophole by Apollo, uh, Pluto, I guess, uh, or Hades. Yeah, pick a name. You know. uh, so that's a big. Now, the, the first time you found her, Jonathan, did you leave her, or did you uh, free her and then get an that, alternate ending? Yeah, no, that was my first ending was I found her and then she was like, we got to go. We got to go. You got to set me free. It's like, there's no time to save anybody. And I was just like, what? What? Because I was actually on my way to do the canon ending because I was walking up to the to the temple because I had no idea how to get into the cistern. And then I just happened to notice the door to the upper cistern right below the, the temple. You know, so it's like so I found her by accident. Like, I wasn't even doing that quest. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And then I was just like, yeah, I'm going to set you free. Sure, whatever. And then and then it was like, oh, 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 this is an end. Oh, okay. And yeah, basically what you do is you find her. You realize, like, you know, like Frank said, she found a way to escape the city. And... And her adopted father, Sentius, the magistrate who hired, you know, the one who's done everything. You know, he's the one who does the time loop. He's the one who sends you back and everything. Um, You realize he doesn't want anyone to escape. And he's got to keep using the loop going because you have to live forever. Yeah. Like he is purposely he remembers everything and he's purposely resetting the loop each time. You know, just so he could have his own weird, twisted version of, you know, immortal life. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's like when you get bored, I mean, whatever. Um, But uh, real quick, we're skipping over the best character of the game. Oh, um, Dooley. 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 (laughs) I mean, I I talked to Dooley. You know, when we did our first thing, and I, I just didn't bring oh. him up. 
but oh, okay. uh, he was one of the first people I talked to. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I knew there was something important in the cistern. I never figured out how to get to the cistern until I accidentally got the, my ending. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, Dooley, poor poor Dooley. Oh, did oh, you did it? Yeah, did it uh, after I let him go. <laughs> And we have a nice little chat. He gives me the key to the cistern, and he wanders oh. off. And then he goes, oh, look at the shiny. And I'm like... Shiny, and then he immediately <laughs> steals something and causes... The, it's like... <laughs> well, I walked away. I figured, oh, he'll be fine. Right? Oh, I... I get about halfway to the temple, and shit kicks off. And I'm like, don't worry. Why did I, you do it? I got the key to the cistern from him when I let him out. Because the way you get him out... There could be other ways, but I think the main way to get him out is once Galerius becomes magistrate, his first act is to release the, Dooley. Yes. And, um, and you know, you, when you release Dooley, Dooley will give you the key to the cistern. And then you also need to get the plaque out of his Greek cage. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get the, because that's, that's how you get the canon ending, is you gotta collect four plaques from it's each a, time, like the a, temple. Yeah. Yeah. A Sumerian plaque, a Egyptian, Egyptian plaque, a Greek plaque, a Roman plaque. Um, and I was too busy talking to him and got the key. And then I heard him say, Ooh, shiny. And I immediately was like, Oh no. Oh no. And so I, I watched him start it. And then I just like booked it back to the time loop temple, you know? And I realized I had forgot to grab the plaque. <laughs> so I had to do it all again, <laughs> you know, to <laughs> loop again because I did because I forgot ceiling. Yeah, well, and it's like I forgot to go to the as soon as he walks away to go in and grab the tablet, the uh, tablet thing. And so I was like, uh. and so there was like there was a couple times like that where it's like I just wasn't paying attention. I was like, oh, I start all this over. Um but, but yeah, the part of so when you first found Cynthia or Centilla, Centilla is the one who's buzzing. Uh, you found her by going through the upper sister with Dooley's key, right? Yes. So it was only until well, let me let me go ahead and tell you about the ending. What happens when you free her? <laughs> you free her. Cynthia comes down. He does his bad guy monologue, right. <laughs> and and then Satilla will come up behind, like he'll he'll be like, "Are you going to kill me with your bow?" Which I'm pretty sure you can, because he doesn't know you have a magic bow. But <laughs> um, but Satilla will like you could like say a one liner, be like. I'm not going to do anything to you, but she will. And like, she'll set them on fire. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't know how she got fire, but she sets them on fire. And then as soon as she sets up on fire, she's like, hurry, you must escape. I got the key to the, to the outside. And, and then, you know, the whole thing is once Cynthia dies, you create a paradox and that breaks the because world. He's, yeah. he's the one who summons you. And so because he's died, he can't summon you. And so you get kicked back out. And once you get kicked back out, um, and th this ending at least, you you appear, you're still in the cis cistern 
but you're back in present time. And then Al, Al Worth, the guy you yep. were sent in to find, he'll walk down and be like, whoa, uh, who are you? And then you can talk to him and then you can escape. You talk to Karen um, and then she'll she'll take you home. You know, and it is like that's one of the endings. And and well, they those what they did is 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 Karen will show you a a tablet that was left that was written behind left behind by someone in the city. And if you rest a scintilla, she'll she'll say how she you know, how she escaped and she saw you disappear in a flash of light. Um, and she thanks you and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm the only one that escaped. But at least at least some at least, you know, some of us did escape, you know, kind of thing. And that that was ending number two. It was called the one that got away, you know, because the one is. Um, Scintilla. Right. Um, now, if you. Uh, if you choose to leave her there. um uh, if you choose to to leave her there and you, t- and you don't set her free, Sentius will come down, still do his monologue, and then and then you like threaten him, and then he'll be like, "Well, I could prevent that right now." And he'll say, "I kill you," which triggers, th- "I'm going to kill you," which triggers the gold rule, and then he books it back to the temple, and he's like, "You're going to die if you don't follow me back to the temple," and so you have to start the loop over. Um, but once you start the loop over, once you found Scintilla, you can tell good guy Galerius, go round everybody up and meet at the cistern. Uh, at the beginning of the <laughs> next loop, yeah. At the beginning of the next loop. And so once you... um, And so then when you save uh, Scintilla in that one, pretty much the same thing happens. She sets Cynthia's on fire and everything. And But when you get let out... um. You, uh, she leaves a tablet talking about that many others survived. I think not many others, actually. I think it's it's only a handful because some people didn't believe, uh, Galerius. Galerius. Yeah. Um, some people didn't believe Galerius, and then, uh, then Galerius and Ulpius didn't survive because they went back to try to break Dooley out of his cage. Oh, man. So it's it's that ending is the third ending and it's called the ones plural that got away. And so it's like it's better, but it's bittersweet because not everyone survived. Um, and then um, which it was also in in getting the that third one. I found another way into the cisterns. <laughs> yeah, there's a side door. I don't remember. It's underneath. Yeah, uh, there's a door underneath Maliolus's yeah house villa. I forget how you get there, but I, yeah, you, well, it's right there in the front. It's right by his front entrance, and you could go in there at any time, except Do- Domitius, the the gladiator guy. Right. He'll try to tell you not to go in there. And if you go in there early on, that answers a lot more questions because you'll find. Um, the corpse of Horatius, which was Dooley's original caretaker who went missing. Okay. And 
And then you'll find on Horatia's body, you'll find Scintilla's pendant. And so you could go take that to Cynthia, the sister and everything. And basically you realize like someone put someone planted Scintilla's necklace on Horatius's corpse to make it look like that was Scintilla. But you're like, this corpse is decayed and there's, you know, and and the the thing you can only really survive down there because you once you go down there, there's one of those zombie statues, those peeled statues uh, from Navia. And so it's like you can't really fight those guys off unless you have a golden arrow or if you started as a as a soldier, if you started with a soldier background, you get a gun with 10 bullets. So it's like if you're if you're trying to speed run this game, the answer is soldier. (laughs) (laughs) It just be a good marksman and use all your 10 shots very quickly. Um, But. um, But yeah, like it doesn't take long to explore but you have to have the golden arrow no you do have to have the golden arrow because there's vines you can climb and then you climb those vines and it'll take you directly to uh scintilla you know so it's like oh i could have just been done with the game a whole lot sooner (laughs) um um, but but obviously the the (laughs) before we we dive more into the canon ending. Let me tell you about ending number one, which I looked that. up. It is the it like I slapped myself because I'm like, this was the easiest ending and I almost got it out of my own morbid curiosity. All you have to do to get the first ending is kill Sidious. Like just... at any point in the game. Like, and so you point an arrow at him and it will automatically trigger a, a Cutscene where he'll be like, he'll be like, what are you doing? Don't you know this will like kill everybody? We'll do a paradox like like what are you doing? And, and so like it will give you like a sec like it will basically give you a warning like yeah. don't do this. <laughs> and, but then you can aim it at him again. And you can kill him. And when you kill him, it creates the paradox, spits you back out. You meet Al Worth. But the problem with that version is um, with that ending is you don't know the way out of the city. You only know the way out of the city if you find some Tilla. Okay. <laughs> and so and so when you come out of the paradox, you're then trapped in the city with Al and you tell Al what you did and that Al's like. So you just killed the the guy that we we're stuck here, and so and like Al's mad because you you don't know what to to do, and like that's the end. It's like oh God, you break the time loop, but you're still trapped in the city, <laughs> and you die with Al. Oh brother! <laughs> um, um, and that that ending is called "The Man Shall Suffer." <laughs> Interesting. Now, <clears throat> let's go back to the canon ending. Because yeah. that's obviously the one that's like the biggest hassle. Because you gotta you gotta do many things to get to get a lot to that of dialogue. Point. Yeah, like the first thing you gotta do is you gotta talk to Equatia, the the priest priestess, 
who she'll tell you to like go talk to all the NPCs and figure out what happens. And then through that quest line, you learn. Uh, through that quest line, you learn that. Uh, you you learn that it's the underworld. You're in the underworld, and you're all died. You're all dead. Um, and then, and then from that point, you have to go. Um, you have to find the secret. The secret temple to Demeter, and go find the lone hermit philosopher, uh, which I found in my first hour of the game, and I didn't bring oh, it up the first time because we were talking a lot about stuff, and I'm like, "This is gonna confuse you guys. I'm gonna just let you guys find him because <laughs> um, I couldn't do stay, anything." He's with behind him. it. Uh, uh, yeah, he's behind in the Greek temple. He's behind the the altar. Yeah, and. And you can talk to him and stuff, but if you don't know the answer to his riddle, then he's right. not going to do anything. And the answer to his riddle is like basically you say, "Oh, we're in the underworld," and right. he'll be like, "Oh, another smart person, cool." <laughs> and yeah, because apparently he's like the only one who real who knows he died. Yeah, well, and also his big thing is that he's not part he's of a this. Greek. Yeah, he's a Greek. He's not part of this group of of current survivors. He was from, he's a survivor from the previous generation and he managed to survive the breaking of the golden rule, you know, by hiding in the tunnels. Um, and, and basically the only other person who's found him is, uh, Kabash, the Egyptian villager who, who, if you're, if you're paying attention, you'll hear villagers talk about and mention that like, Oh, no one knows where he went. <laughs> he just disappeared. And basically the philosopher will tell you that Kabosh went deeper into the ruins. Um, and the, it's then that the philosopher will then try to tell you how his quest is like, you go deeper into the ruins and that's where the big, the other big reveal of like all the gods are the same God. It's all generational. Um, right. And you have to convince Kabash. He wants to break the Sumerian t- tablet, I think, or the. Yeah, he he found the. No, no, he has the Egyptian tablet. He wants to break it because it's like. Yeah. Well, because because for him, it's like he's just like. This is to him, it's um her- it's heresy if 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 the Roman gods and the Greek gods and the Egyptian gods they're all just the same to him like, he, yeah. can't, he can't allow that recon- to get out. Yeah, yeah he yeah. can't reconcile that with his own faith and so he's he's going to you know destroy it and um I don't know if you can actually talk him out of it otherwise he'll he'll just drop it down to the depths and you have to go in after that. That's what happened. Yeah. I didn't talk about it. He dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then that's another, like one of those, like you have, if you don't already have the special golden bow, (laughs) you're going to have a tough time. Yeah. Um, which they must, you must be able to still complete that with a regular bow since they give you the option not to play the horror quest. 
you know, because they tell you it's a horror quest and they give you the option. We talked about it last time. So it's just supposed to be harder. But um, so it's like this part's like a little spooky, too. There's some platforming, which kind of got my nerves a little bit because it's like Tomb Raider kind of like thing. But again, this is Skyrim. And, you know, Skyrim's good when you're trying to jump into places you're not trying to. Not when you're jumping on small platforms. Yeah, it's tough. Um, Stepping up but, and jumping up in this game was, yeah, a little tricky. Yeah, but... um, Yeah, you, you follow your way out, and there he is, Kabalash, uh, waiting for you at the top anyway, because he's like, he knew how to get out of there all along. Yeah. And so you pretty much, you have to... Well, no, it's a, yeah, you, it's like you don't get a choice because either you try to kill him or he'll try to kill you. And either one will trigger the, you know, the uh, golden rule. I talked, so, him, I talked him out of killing me. About I mean, uh, mentioning something about shame and you, you can't blame somebody, you know, you can't blame them if, they, you know, if they <laughs> tricked you. There was a there was a dialogue that I didn't have to do a redo after that. He just let uh, me go. I, I yeah I, I did not convince him. I had to book it out of there fast, okay. Okay. and that was. I think I died once, and I had to like restart from the save point. But, but again, I chose the, the criminal background. Which gives you twenty five percent more sprinting speed. So I was <laughs> the flash, <laughs> and um, that made but, it. But uh, it, it it did, but not by much. Uh, it so anyways. So now after you do that, you have your whole thing with Kabash. You know you have to get all the plaques, and so then you can go and search for all the plaques. Um, Dooley has the Greek plaque. You learn that because Dooley just found something shiny and he kept it with him. Um, uh, Octavia has the Oct Roman plaque. Octavia and Rufius have the Roman plaque because they're you do all their side quests. You find out they're Christians and Christians are considered cultists, you know, to the Romans. And so, like, they're in hiding. And um, yeah, she has a little secret spot underneath the. Uh... Yeah. The one and, area. Yeah. And there are a couple of ways like you can like you can follow her and then like figure out a way to like climb some vines and jump into there. Um or if you have already if you've healed Rufius's rheumatism, you can convince him to give you the key yep. into there. That's what I had. I had the key. I just walked yeah. right on in. Um and then then there's the uh, Sumerian plaque, which I don't remember where I got that one. Maybe they give you the Sumerian and Egyptian one, like during Kabash's thing. Maybe they give you both. Yeah, yeah I forget. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. I did uh, when they, when you go back up to the temple. When I got to uh, Centillus, right? I've Told her to stay put. Well, of course, she was pissed. Um, mm -hmm. uh, confronted Centillus and basically said, "You'll, you'll, you'll not. You're not going to get away with this kind of thing." Didn't threaten to kill him. Didn't do any of that. Yeah. 
just said, you're not going to get away with this. So I said, all right, let me go to plan B. And uh, went to the temple. It's interesting that the the oh, obelisk, if you actually look at the obelisk, it has the appropriate symbolism for each plaque. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah. It has Greek, and then Ro- you go to one side, it's Roman, and then Egyptian, and then, um, yeah. So that was and neat. even and even going through like the ruins down below, it's like it. it oh is yeah, the for, change. They, yeah, there's a change. They, yeah, there, yeah. They actually designed in into the architecture. It changes to Greek. You know, from Roman to Greek, it doesn't look that different, so you don't notice. But then, then like and then. It very obviously turns to Egyptian, and then, um, and then there, then you find Sumerian architecture, which, which I thought that's cool because you never see Sumerian architecture anywhere in any games, you know. It's not, <laughs> so it's like, not, yeah, uh, and there, there's not a whole lot, but they the golden statues you find also do their wardrobe kind of changes a little bit to reflect. Which I thought that was cool. Yeah, that's a nice attention to detail that they. Honestly, that's a lot with this game. It's like it was a three-person team. This game started out as a mod, and yet there's, there's a lot more attention to detail that I would have expected. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. But once you um. Once you stick the plaques into the obelisk, the, unknown temple you know, unlocks and you go in and first it's a Roman temple and you have to speak the name of Pluto door opens. You go in, you go to Greek, say Hades opens, you go in, you, um, it's a Egyptian temple. You say Osiris, you go into a, um, Sumerian. And I forget the name of the Sumerian God of death, something. And then that opens up, and this is when my brain, like, I went, like, what? Because <laughs> once that last door opens, it's blinding light, and then you're in, like, you're in a spaceship. Yep. <laughs> and, With a planet behind uh, You see the Earth, Odo. yeah, and, and there's a guy on a throne, his eyes are all glowing. This is, it's, you know, I, I did purposely mean to bring up Stargate, but, like, this is the plot of Stargate. Uh, <laughs> Um, the, the gods are just glowy-eyed aliens who <laughs> think they're better than you. Um, but yeah, and then that's when I mean it's a really cool sequence, but be prepared for some dialogue. Yep, and, goodness. And it, you know, there's two segments to it, and you can back out of the one segment and go back into the first segment. And I think the first segment oh. is the the key one that'll let you get the you know because if you screw up somewhere along the second segment where you start talking about you know what people and what they did and you know it all comes down to relativism and all that uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, you it turns into philosophical debate, and that you can piss why? them off to the point where where Persephone or whatever her, I forget her name uh, tells you to to shoot off her crown and take her crown. Yeah, and yeah, I basically I, I tried to do that, but I screwed up and I got killed. And luckily, it took me right back to the start of the, the conversations. Yeah, except the conversations are still long. Still long. Um, 
So I concentrated um, on the first part. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I when I was finishing up getting the endings and stuff, I got to this point. This was the second ending I went for because this was the one I was going for when I accidentally found Centilla. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, you um, I think it was like I was playing at night. And I, I started the, I started talking to the god at like midnight. And by the time I finally was able to get through it all, get through the ending, it was like almost three. Wow. And I was like, <sighs> and it was is it because it's because like you I think I don't think there's a way. I mean, I could be wrong. You might have to have. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you can convince him, but basically it, it reaches a point where he's going to kill you. Like, and he pretty much says that as soon as you walk in, he's like, I'm going to kill you, but I'm interested that you made it this far. So I'll listen. I'll answer your questions. You know, that's his thing. And basically you realize the voice you've been hearing through all the statues is Persephone, Persephone, uh, his wife, who Basically, the lore thing is you realize, you know, all these deities were alien gods. And then at some point they were like, they got fed up with humanity and they're like, OK, we're booking it back to our planet Elysium. But the Persephone is like, no, we should. She loved humanity. And so she became human. And and Pluto is like. Well, hold up. No, you're my wife. If you turn into human, you're going to die because you're not immortal. <laughs> so. So Pluto did, you know, the obvious solution. He he froze her in a block of ice or whatever. <laughs> suspended her. In suspended he, yeah, he, yeah, he suspended her animation. And then like as like punishment or whatever. Oh, no, he made a he made a bet with uh, Jupiter or something. Uh, to try to like get. To turn Persephone back into a god, if he could find and one, so, yeah, if he could find one city where, yeah, they wouldn't sin. No one sins for a year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it wouldn't sin for a year. And and so that's the whole reason the Forgotten City exists. Yeah, the gold rule. Yeah, you have to go round and round and round. Mm -hmm. So basically, what I you convince him that it wasn't a fair that he got tricked by Pluto. That because of all the relativism and all that stuff, yeah, and it wasn't really a fair quest to begin with. You know, okay, yeah. So he sort of is like, yeah, I I see what you're saying, kind of thing, and you know, it's like, yeah, it's it's frivolous to continue this. Yeah. So he agrees to you know break break the world. Okay, yeah, you can convince him. I remember now. Um, I I'm gonna ask me exactly the the the, the logic path yeah. that I took, but it, oh, it rolls you, around to that. Yeah, the amount of stuff that happens in this conversation, like I, you legit need to have like a degree of philosophy to fully grasp it. I think, <laughs> but uh, which I mean, kudos to the writers for making it. Oh, ton of know, lore, a ton of you know, relative, uh, you know. But goodness, yeah. <laughs> like, but no, 
the thing that took me three hours was the whole shooting Persepina, stealing her crown, and then getting out of there and back to the portal without dying. Oh, you can do that. That yes, you can. It took me forever. You know why it took me forever? Is because when you shoot Persepina, she shatters into a bunch of tiny pieces. And her crown will only show up as a, with an indicator for not even five seconds. Because okay. once the golden rules activated, it goes down. Qu- right? The quest, the quest automatically automatically changes to follow Cynthia's to the portal. Anytime the golden rules activated. And Persepita's crown is, I think, the tiniest object in this game. <laughs> yeah, I could and, see the yeah. And the, I, there were multiple times I thought I grabbed it and I booked it and then realized I didn't have it. And I couldn't do the save state thing because I started over the loop, you know? So it's like, <laughs> and, and so it was, it was, I, I did that so many times running back up there, starting a conversation again, just all that. And then when I finally, like the only way I could do it, it was like, I had to run up to where she shattered, just spam the button to pick up things, wait until it triggers. It's sitting like, the quest line says I got it. <laughs> and then then there were so many times I died trying to get out of there because I was shot by too many arrows or more often than not. It was I got shot twice and then I missed the zip line and then I fell fall to my death. Ah. That happened a couple times. Other times I just got turned into gold right before I got to the portal. And anyways. If you actually ever succeed to get out of there with the crown. Yeah, what happens with the crown? Oh, you, you bring ba- the crown back you to crown, him. You take the crown back to to Pluto, and he'll start his normal thing, and you throw the crown in front of him, and then his, he, his brain kind of breaks a little bit, because he's like, wait, what? There's a time loop? What? <laughs> so that's how you know, like, these alien gods, they're not all-knowing. Because he's just like, wait, what? What? <laughs> and like, even Karen, because Karen's there too. And Karen's just like, what? <laughs> and, and, and basically, you sh- you throw the the uh, the crown in front of it and you give him an ultimatum. You're like, you're like, stop the golden rule or I'm going to kill Persephone again. And we'll just keep on doing this. And, and then... But then he's all like, but if I break the golden rule, then I'll lose the bet and and she'll die anyways. And you're just like, yeah, well, sucks to suck. <laughs> like the character does say something sassy like that. Yeah. And so then Hades, Pluto, whatever, he pretty much pretty much curses you out. Like he he's like he's done with you. And he's like, fine. And then he'll. He'll end it, you know. Which I guess you can convince him, like through actual dialogues. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, I uh, uh, forget the logic path I took, but it was basically not concentrating on arguing about 
the sins that had happened because that's one way one way you could talk, argue is about mm-hmm. you know everybody who was going to commit a sin you know and what their reasoning was and was it really a sin and all you don't go with that you go with you concentrate on him and his relationship with Persipina and and Haiti yeah. and the, the, what they set up and if you find the loophole in there then you can make him see like Hades you know this is an impossible task blah blah and, blah 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 yeah and something I do appreciate is like if you don't know what to do with that you can actually go back to the hermit the philosopher hermit oh and you could you could ask him like hypothetically if I had to convince a god to stop being a god and to break the rule, <laughs> oh. like he will he will basically tell you it's like Hey, for a guy who has that much hubris, talk about his his love. You know what is his greatest love? You know, nail him with that. So this, the game like does give you paths to help you figure it out. But but that's not the end of the canon ending. I love the the last part. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, first you you get teleported back. You you meet Al again. You tell Al your crazy story, and Al's like, um, okay. You go talk to Karen. Karen, like, you know, is like, oh, yeah, everyone escaped, blah, blah, blah. And we found the tablet. And then <laughs> you think it's over. And then it flashes forward a year, I yep. think. Yep, one year later. And you're, and you're in a museum. You, you, you run into Al. And this is something I do appreciate. Whatever origin you picked at the very beginning, it will actually, like, Karen will give you a lore dump on yourself. <laughs> so, for me, since I chose the bandit background, like the criminal, right. basically, my whole origin story was that I was falsely accused for a crime. I went on the run, and the only person that helped me was Al Worth. Yep. And then because of helping me, Al Worth died. And then, uh, and so when you meet Alworth again in this epilogue, you know, for me, I was like, oh, you're a free man now. I so I was heard the results of the trial. I'm so happy for you, man. You know, I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and, um, but you chose the archaeologist background, right? So, yeah. So basically, the way that happens is you meet Karen back out on the river. Mm-hmm. And you ask her, you know, the, somehow the conversation turns to, how did I die? And she goes, you really want to know how you died? And you could press her and say, yeah, I really want to know how I died. So basically, yeah, I was working at Dig. And robbers came to take some of the valuables I found. And mm-hmm. Al, yeah, Al came and tried to intervene, and we were both killed. So, yeah, and I forget what she says, you know. Um, so Al, yeah, so we both... That's basically, and the tablets is basically everybody, yeah. The, mm-hmm. Whoever uh, Galerius, I think, uh, wrote the tablets. I think, yeah, Galerius writes uh, writes the tablet for the canon ending about the oracle, um, yeah, and and for the 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 first bad ending, you know, if you do. Oh, um, okay. But the the other two, if you end with Cynthia, uh, Cynthia writes it or Scintilla. Not gotcha. Scintilla. Scintilla. Gotcha. If you rescue Scintilla, she'll write it. Um, but uh, yeah. So you basically find yourself at the museum, and Al tells you there's some people I want you to meet. Yeah, and he's like, "Meet me at the end of the exhibit," and you're like, "Okay, whatever." And you turn, and 
<laughs> this is one of those moments I was just like, what? Because, I, I mean, again, this is like 3 a.m. for me. And so I was very just like, what is happening? My mind's blowing, man. Uh, but, yeah, all the, not all the, but most of the villagers, they're all there in present day. <laughs> but basically because they didn't know, I guess, because the the time loop being broken and the paradox being, and the underworld being uncreated, sort of, I guess. Uh, yeah. They didn't know what to do with them, so they just sent them all with with me and Al. To the yeah, they just day. to the oh, present and, day. And Karen gave them all a shitload of silver. Oh uh, yeah, so started on their new lives. And and it's kind of hilarious that they all <laughs> you did pretty well for themselves. I just I love it, and it's like and it's weird though because technically because the loop restarted. The only one that recognizes you is Galerius because he's like, oh, yeah, you're the guy who popped out at the end. It was like at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, everybody else um, refers to you as the Oracle and thanks you. Yeah. Um, but I I think I've said this before. I am a sucker for these kinds of endings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like like the weird purgatory reuniting scene of people yeah. you never thought you'd see again. Yeah, like, I, I actually, I was like so impressed. I actually wrote down what everybody ended up doing. Yeah, yeah, but oh yeah, I love this kind of stuff. Like, like the final scene in in Titanic, like, yeah. like that that gets me. The uh, everyone complains about the ending of Lost, but I I love that whole thing where it's like they're all together again, and and uh, or you know like. The, the ending of the Crocus Nardia, they're all together again. It's just I'm spoiling everything now. But yeah, I loved it. <laughs> but um But yeah, like there's yeah, Galerius and Galerius marries uh uh Equita. I, yeah, Equatia, which Equatia, there, yeah. there is a late game quest that yeah, actually for has romance. Nothing, I did not that know that. I saw nothing, that. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything, but but it's a romance quest. Yeah, there's a for, trophy for that, yeah. For Galerius and Acracia. And, like, he's... It's funny, because Galerius is trying to be all secretive, because he's like, she's a priestess, so it'll be a scandal, blah, 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 blah. And Acracia's just like, oh, I've known for years. <laughs> the way he looks at me, she's like, please. <laughs> but she, but she's hilarious, because she's just like, my vows technically end in, like, six years. If he can just, you know, wait. <laughs> Um, the nice thing is they they end up adopt sort of adopting Dooley. They take care yeah, of they, Dooley on a, on a farm. They adopt. They adopt Dooley. They're getting married. They're expecting a child. They're on yep. a farm. You're just like oh. And Dooley um, talks about they give me a story box, which I assume is a, is a laptop or like a TV or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you uh, there's Yulia, who was the one who like committed suicide. But if you saved her, Yulia, like she's an artist now, I think, or something. Um, or is it Yulia? Yeah, Yulia is an artist. Yeah, yeah, and she's like in New York. Yeah, and um, Malleus uh, ends up the the guy who was yeah yeah he actually gets saved, but he ends up in a psych ward because he's trying to convince yeah. everybody. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to convince everybody he's the rightful ruler of Rome or whatever. And so right. he's in a psych ward. Um, Claudia is um, just a a wine expert or something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. 
uh, Lucretia, and you know, even though she hated uh, Lucretia, because like she talks about how she, even though she hated being like the physician down there, you know, oh, yeah. she yeah, yeah. she decided she's like, well, I do like helping people, so she does become a doctor. Or, um, really, Horatia, who, was the, uh, who was the barkeep oh. down there? <laughs> she gets scammed by the Nigerian prince. I, I I love that. Like, because because the way they Cause revealed she was a scammer. Was, yeah, yeah. She was a scammer, and I love how the way they set it up. Because it was like, yes, apparently she's you know made all this money, and she found a prince or whatever. And some people get all the luck, even though they don't deserve it. And now she's gonna be queen of Nigeria, and, and I love that that reveal. It was perfect because <laughs> she's like, yes. And, um, yeah. Uh, um, Horatius is an, I think, officer, is that right? Or? Yeah, he joined the military, you yep, know, because yep, he's yep. so like, <laughs> he's like, the, the, believe it or Dominicus, not, military, yeah. <laughs> military is still the military, you know? Yeah, so. nothing's, not much has changed. <laughs> Dominicus joined the UFC, but got kicked out. For being too violent. <laughs> Too much, and, yeah. and so then he started like an underground, like oh, actual fight, fight, club, yeah. Blood yeah, fight, fight club, blood fight, blood sport, yeah. and and he died. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like oh, um, uh, D- uh, Decius got rich doing the stock market, but you could totally ruin him. <laughs> the best part, yeah. He asked you for advice since you're, the, you're oracle. the oracle. <laughs> What'd you tell him to invest in? Uh, broadcast TV. <laughs> I, I told him. Uh, I told him to invest in a DVD rental program. <laughs> um, yeah, um, the hermit there is there. The philosopher. Yep. He's there. He's now a professor at Oxford or something. <laughs> yeah. Just call him. Philip. Um, yeah. Um. Uh. uh who uh, else? Fabia. Oh yeah, oh, she, she's just like she just chills, watches. Yeah, TV she just shows. chills. She just chills. TV uh, shows in her yoga pants. Uh, Georgius went yeah. and you know he does art still, like not art, uh, uh, clothing. That's yeah. what he's doing, right? Yeah. Um. Then uh. Oh, Cynthia's got got left there as a golden shell. I think he turned to a golden. Oh yeah, they like. They he's the only golden statue down there now, and then um, and he's Rufius still and Virgil, yeah, yeah he's yeah, still Rufius and Virgil got together. They they got together, <laughs> which <laughs> it's like yeah, Rufius was just acting out, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, um, oh Oct- uh, Octavia, who was the one who was on the oh you know, yeah she does a she crisis she's a, line yeah. She's a, after seeing what you did with Ut, Ut, whatever is Opus with Opius, yeah, yeah. With Opius. Um, so she, so that that that's n- nice. Um, so Opius and Scintilla, they get together because Scintilla's rescued. Um, Cynthia, Cynthia, the the sister. She she tells you about. Uh, what happened to Cynthia? Yeah, and and she's just like a 
she's just chilling as a businesswoman, you know, or something like that. She loves, something about she loves talking to her friend Alexia. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yes, exactly, and, and telling her what to do stuff for her. Yeah. Um, was there, is there anybody else? I think that's everybody. Virgil with uh, Rufus. Uh, oh, Kabash is. Uh, oh yeah, Kabash. Yeah. He's uh, what is he backpacking around the world? Yeah, which is like that's that's cute. Um, and Livia's into poetry, and her favorite poet is Poe. That yeah, that's right. Because Livia's was like until you like get her to stop being crazy, all she does is recite poetry, yeah. like ancient poetry. And so it's like, <laughs> and then, um, so after you talk to everybody, you go back to the end to, to Al. And then I was like, there's one more person you need to meet. And then you get to talk to Persepina, you know, who's, now? Uh, yep. who's who's also was saved. And she's just a regular human now. And she's like, oh, thank you for, you know, for listening to my crazy whispers and following my plan and all that stuff. And then and then she's like. And like you hear like a but a crowd in a gallery, you know, because it's a really museum. Nice. Yeah, and and then the big reveal is she's like, look down there, and all the crowd is looking at you and clapping, and basically she's like, you saved every golden statue that was in that city. <laughs> it was really nice. I thought that was a nice and touch. It was. It was. It it, it kind of choked me up a little bit. Except the one thing we don't have an answer for: what happened. To Navia and the the peeled ones. <laughs> I was, you know, I wanted to see Navia because I was, I was hoping we'd save so, Navia. Yeah. And none of them mentioned Navia. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, huh? So where is her and and her? You know, the statue she loved that she peeled the face off of yeah. <laughs> that made it look like a predator. You know. <laughs> I was wondering as you as you wander through the. Uh... The museum, there's a lot of artifacts and there's a lot of display cases. And I think it's all the stuff in the display cases are the stuff you picked up as you were wandering around. Oh, really? I didn't pay attention to the display cases, to be honest. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I remember picking up while I was playing the game. I do love that DC is, <laughs> is sitting on a... He's, He's like lounging on an ancient couch yeah, with all these signs that say "Do not touch." Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He sold all the artifacts. Yeah. He had tons of artifacts, and he sold and he got rich. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that I think he said, "Well, all that worthless junk turned out to be." <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was the ending, and it was very surprising, pleasant. Ending. <laughs> yeah, if it was worth the dialogue that you had to go through to to, to get it. Yeah. Um. Not. Not quite. I would only try to do the the grab the crown sprint method. If you've practiced, and if you have the bandit background, and you can run fast. <laughs> so otherwise, just convince them to let you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess we'll do a uh, scoring, you know, just just be uh, you, Frank. 
And I mean, Chris, if you have any final thoughts for what you played, you're still with us. Um, uh, yeah, so Frank, how about you go ahead and start? Um, in the beginning, this game was like kind of draggy, uh, to be honest, you know, because mm-hmm. of the time loop. And then, but once uh, you get to a certain point and you got the big three or four, you know, quests that are, are important. Like saving Julia, uh, Fabia, and all those, all the t- the to do list for uh, Galerius. You know that makes the time loops much more manageable, and figuring out the key to then the biggest time loops are figuring out the key to saving Upus and you know how to how to do it right and how to get through the cisterns and all that stuff. So, yeah, and, you know, I like how it thinks. It was interesting once you get to the sister that it turned into a philosophical sort of study and it tied in very nicely with uh, sort of pseudo lore of, you know, Egyptian, Roman, Greek, Sumerian Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It was was very interesting. It was very uh, thought-provoking, especially discussions with the philosopher and stuff and relativism and all that stuff, so... Mm-hmm. But it much improved after you get to this. And I like we were talking about the detail of things that would happen, you know, and the NPCs would they would do their things. Mm-hmm. You know, uh especially like, you know, the assassin and Dooley, you know, it's like, I'll yeah. leave Dooley, he won't steal that mirror, you know, two minutes later. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I have to give it a nine. Yeah, I loved it. Nine. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty much the same thing. I mean, I mean, this game sounded very interesting to me when I, uh, you know, when I first heard of it. That's why you know I suggested it. Um, and I mean, yeah, there like I mean, there is some things like I got frustrated with, like you know, keep on dying trying to grab the crown and all sorts of stuff, but it. But all, honestly, that's like I can't blame the developers for that because I mean that was I mean this is the skeleton the skeleton of this game is born in Skyrim, and as amazing as Skyrim is, as as much money as like I mean, it's, <laughs> there's some issues with that framework, you know. Yeah, everyone oh, knows yeah. it, and so so the mechanics wise, it's like. There is some issues I ran into with controls and everything, but again, that's. I mean, I don't blame the developers for that, you know. And also, it's again, th- this is a team of three guys, which is nuts. <laughs> um, and the amount of like you know writing, everything is voiced, which is really nice. Uh, and yeah, the the attention to detail where honestly it's like they didn't really need to. And the the variety in solving some of the the puzzles, the quests, it's like almost every single quest has like two different routes to it, you know? Um for for the most part, which is nice. Um and then, like, the ending was genuinely 
shocking and well thought out. You know, like I, it was unexpected. Um, and yeah, it was. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's just it was a very interesting, very, um, very unique game, and I th- I think everyone should you know, you know, give it a shot. And it's really, I mean, <laughs> I mean, don't don't you don't have to be like me. And like try to like get all the endings and try to like look at every little thing. It's like you could you could finish this game in one sitting easily, you know. Um. And so yeah, I just yeah, I I'm, I'm giving it a nine as well. Um. And yeah, I mean it's on it's on Game Pass. So if you already if you already have Xbox Game Pass, you already got it. So, check it out. Uh, Chris, did you want to throw anything in? Um, not too much. I mean, with uh, just that with what I um, what I did play was enjoyable. Um, I just wish I had time to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's something that I probably will go back to. Um. Uh, when I have find the time to uh, get to it, but yeah, um, I just found the story interesting, and I don't know. It, it's it's weird because it's like you keep you always keep saying it's like oh Skyrim Skyrim. It's like I find Skyrim so boring, but with this, it's um. It's such a unique experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's if you like. Um, I don't really necessarily want to say point and click adventure games, but I want to say like just like story driven narrative type of stuff, um, at least from what I played. Um, I think it's something that you would like. So, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's interesting how how the stories change depending on what you do. Mm-hmm. And I think what I forgot to mention was the big thing about, you know, the important thing about the, this game being a time loop and everything. Everything that you picked up and everything you gathered and all the knowledge you acquired stays with you. Mm-hmm. You know, through yeah. the loops. Yep. So you don't have to do a lot of backtracking. You could just, yeah, you don't have to you don't have to keep getting things. You know, once you got them, you got them. Yeah, that's that's what I, I I did like too. Is that once it was in your inventory, no matter how many resets you did, it was always in your inventory. Yeah, because like that's I mean that's the thing with a time loop story is like it's it's very risk like <laughs> it could become very tedious very fast, you know, if you don't do it right. Yeah, and these guys they did it right. Um. But yeah, so give this uh, game a shot. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I guess that will do it uh, for this week's game chat. Our next game is The Artful Escape, uh, developed by Beethoven and Dinosaur, published by Annapurna Interactive. 
Uh, it's about a teenage guitar prodigy setting out on a psychedelic journey to inspire his stage persona and confront the legacy of a dead folk language. And it has a kind of crazy uh, voice cast. Uh, Michael Johnston, Caroline Kinley, Lena Headley, Jason Schwartzman, Mark Strong, and Carl Weathers are all in this game. So it'll be interesting. Um, I haven't uh, played it yet, but uh, this is a two-week, two-weeker. Uh, so stopping point is halfway through the game. There are 28 chapters. So for next week, first stop point is the first 14 chapters. Play through the first 14 chapters. Yes. All right. Um, right. So um, uh, you want more game chat? You can find us on all the podcast places. Uh, you know, check our socials. Uh, check our website website at thegamechat.net. You know, email us pictures of your dogs and not enough dogs at thegamechat.net. We want dog pictures. Uh, so anyways, come back next week. We'll talk about the Artful Escape. And until then, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll chat at you later. Bye. Bye.